Thermos brought from home offered at least a paltry consolation. Elias was wearing dark blue pajamas and a blue and green plaid flannel robe. A man like Elias Rayani could not be expected to wear the wrinkled nightshirt provided by the hospital. I asked you to come, he had said. Instead of saying she had honored his request and come at once, Nomi nodded. You're probably wondering why. Still, she said nothing. I need you to do something for me, he said. Whatever you want, she said. Will you give me your word, he asked. Nomi gazed at him, tense. He said it in a quiet voice, his brown eyes watching her and at the same time drifting away to a different place. I wanted to ask you... He stopped for a moment, until he found the words he was searching for. I wanted to ask you to bring something for me. What? Something that's in my house, he said. No problem, Nomi said. It's hidden. In a closet. Tell me where and I'll find it, she said. I think I need to explain a little more than just where you'll find it. He rubbed his chin. An apothecary from Jaffa, someone I've known for years, agreed to prepare something for me. Elias stopped speaking for a moment, as if waiting for her to absorb what he was telling her. Rooted to the spot, Nomi still understood nothing. I want to join her where she is now, he said. In the silence that engulfed the two of them, she began processing what she thought she heard. The way he had expressed it was not as a wish, but as something practical, immediate, and willful. Could it be there was not even a tremor in his voice? She exhaled deeply, slowly and audibly releasing the air that had gathered in her lungs. It seemed as though the supply of air hidden within was endless. And so it was that they sat, he on his joyless bed, she on the armchair facing him, while the entire floor around them froze for a moment, and the morning din was hushed, and fresh air blew in on a day when the sun was hesitant to appear. He closed his eyes and slept for a few minutes, then opened them and looked at her, surprised she was still there. I gave you the chance to slip away, he said, bringing a smile to her lips. But I'm glad you're still here. A dark-skinned nurse with a name tag that read Dassey entered the room her curls bouncing along with her. She drew near him and asked how he was feeling, then noticed Nomi on the chair. Are you the daughter? she asked. They answered together in the same second. He said, Just like a daughter. She said, Not really. Dassey stuck a thermometer under his tongue and looked from one to the other several times, clearly amused. What matters is that he's happy you're here, Dassey said.
I haven't seen him smiling for a long time. She wrapped a blood pressure cuff around his arm and inflated it. She jotted down the results on the clipboard hanging from the end of the bed. The doctors will be making their rounds soon, she said. With a hesitant look in Nomi's direction, she added, But you can stay, if it's okay with him. Nomi began to rise, but his eyes told her to stay seated. Those eyes have so much power, she thought, even when he's lying there incapacitated in a hospital bed. Suddenly, his body convulsed, shifting in the bed. He tried hiding the pain, but his face grew ashen, and his nose was dotted with perspiration. What are you feeling? Nomi asked. It's like a pulse of poison spreading through the bones and weakening the body.